and welcome to the Death Valley Girls podcast. On this episode, we get to talk to hero Louisiana Purchase. Louisiana is the best dancer in the world, an amazing songwriter, theremin and musical saw player, and was a contestant and fan favorite on the Boulet Brothers' Dragula on Netflix. Louisiana also created and starred in our video, I'd Rather Be Dreaming. Here we get to discuss inspiration, the reality of reality TV, and the family that is the drag community. Please welcome to your head and heart, Louisiana Purchase. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, thanks so much for doing this. I'm very excited to do this. I'm excited. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess the first question I would like to ask you um, is, okay, so what would be on your cosmic business card? Like the business card you would hand to like a witch or an angel or a kid or anybody in the world, like and off worlds. Like what does your business card say? Uh, I would say um, manifesting spirit. Wow. Yay. <laughs> that's so cool. That's what I think it would that's what I think it would say because I think drag a lot of it is uh you're manifesting, you're like playing with glamour magic and you're like manifesting this like new identity out of just like makeup. Yeah. Much like plastic hair and cloth. You're like creating a whole new person. So yeah, like manifesting spirit. That's amazing. Do you practice um, like manifestation uh, at yeah, home? Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a witch. Like, oh, I, cool. Yeah, like, like full blown. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, my main thing that I do is uh, I like to like meditate and do like a lot of like candle magic cool. and stuff like that. Yeah. What's your meditation? practice like or <laughs> whenever I feel like I really like I need to meditate because I try to do it every day but like every other human being like life happens but yeah um, when I do sit down for me it's just like really just to like clear everything there's no goal for me because I feel like if I try to meditate with a goal in mind sometimes it's like everything else comes in so my goal is just to clear everything that's awesome. Do you, is it just breathing or do you do guided meditation or? Yeah, I mostly just do like controlled breathing. Like it starts like, like I do like counted breaths and then just kind of like let myself slip into that. And what meditation is for me is like, once I feel I'm at that very like relaxed state, I kind of just like try to stay there as long as possible. <laughs> That's so cool. Do you have lots of dreams at night? I do. I'm a very, very vivid dreamer. And, and I, I, I smoke a lot of weed and they cool. say that, that sometimes like, like, like dampens your dreams. Yeah. But not for me. That's so cool. <laughs> do you love dreaming? I do love dreaming. I do. <laughs> I, um, I, as a kid, I was a big daydreamer. I daydreamed a lot. Yeah. Um, I still do. I still yeah. daydream a lot. I, I think anyone that, finds enjoyment in doing anything kind of creative i i feel those people enjoy daydreaming because i know yeah. for me i get inspired by my daydreams yeah that's so cool yeah i i couldn't live without dreams it's like my favorite 
uh, almost too much, like to a fault. Like I, I prefer being asleep to being awake, but, um, but that's only if I'm like not inspired. I'm just like, I'm just going to go to bed. Like I don't really work that hard to get inspired. I'll just be like, I quit. Like I'm going to go find something cool in my dreams. Um, right. But, no, I yeah. love that. I love that so much. Well, I just want to say, um, that we're doing this podcast and we were thinking of like, we just wanted to talk to different heroes about just everything, but music and paranormal stuff and everything. Um, But one of the things I think you're, you're my favorite dancer. You're such a cool dancer. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, when I saw that video, I was just like, this is, it just, it, it felt so familiar. And like, you know what I mean? When you see uh-huh. some, my favorite kind of music and art is stuff where you feel like it's a part of you. Like you feel like it's, you've already seen it before, but it's unexpected. You're like sh- shocked, but like, yeah. but you, I don't know. And I, when I saw that, we were like completely stunned at just how great a dancer you are and like how perfectly you dance and then just getting to like know you more and more through dancing it's like have you are you like um did you take dance lessons or how did that come about (laughs) no honestly um i never took any sort of dance um the only kind of like creative outlet as a kid that i had was um in the public school i went to there was a gifted and talented program and i was in it in elementary school for for art for visual art that's so cool yeah and (laughs) so i never took dance i had lots of cousins that took dance and i was always a little bit jealous but um my mom loves music and so growing up like her favorite thing to do was my dad worked during the day a lot and so she would take out like her 45 collection and she was a big um girl group fan wow that's so cool yeah so she would like we she would give us like she and I each a hairbrush and she would like <laughs> dance and like teach me like, okay, like we're going to do that. You know? So my That's mom so and I would cool. just play, yeah, we would play records and dance. And for me, uh, dance was always something that was just like always associated with like something fun, like things were good and things were happy and like a kind of like release and freedom. So dance for me is like, I'm kind of, I don't know. I think I have to just be inspired by something. Like if I love a song for me, it just comes naturally. I just move to it. Like I kind of envision myself in the song. And so I just kind of go there. Yeah. Well, you just have such a unique and wonderful style of dancing. That's like, so um, it's like hypnotic and it's also it's old fashioned, but it's also like, futuristic it's so Thank cool you. well like my like when i think of louisiana purchase as kind of like a character like i think she likes to seduce like <laughs> in many ways like she likes to you know uh like be sexy seducing but she also like likes to seduce with like the macabre she likes to seduce with love she likes to seduce with like a lot of different things um And I think that that's just like one area of like, like her seduction is like movement. Yeah. Do you think of her as separate from you? Sorry. I don't Um, know about that much about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I view Louisiana definitely, you know, like in like a logical plane where it's like this person, like 
doesn't exist, but like <laughs> I'm able to bring her to life. It's just, you know, I, I very much view it as like, I'm a, like a, a, a working performer, a working like actor. Um, but Louisiana, like when I am Louisiana, it's not that far removed from me. I don't, I don't, I'm not smart enough to like really <laughs> develop like a fully formed character that is totally opposite of me and I'm able to live in it. It's always gonna reflect me to some extent. Right. I, I've just been thinking about this a lot because for music, just, just straight up, I'm like, I'm not an actor. I cannot act. I'm so bad at it, but I, um, I'm taking a voiceover class because my dream is to be like a cartoon character. And yeah, it's, I love that so much. Yeah. It's so fun and it's so interesting, but all of these people that are actors are in the class and they're so used to like putting on this thing and, and like being true to the character and stepping outside of themselves. And I think, um, you have to like really let go of your ego and just to commit. And like, I- I'm ashamed to admit, like, I can't, I can't just like break out of like the shy guy that I am. And like, yeah. and it sucks to, you know, it's just such a weird thing. Like how just actors are so different than, than musicians in the way where it's like, some people would say to me, like, you're so different on stage than you are in person. Like, cause I am so shy and I'm not on stage, but it still is like, yeah, I guess it's the same. It, it's a part of me, but yeah, I guess I just don't like, I don't get fully into a different character. So I think that's so cool. And I'm always so jealous of people that like, do have another side to them that they can fully be, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think of it as like, Louisiana is like me and my dreams. That's cool. And, and <laughs> Louisiana is kind of like, I think subconsciously all throughout my childhood and like young adulthood, uh, cause I'm 44 now. Um, but like all throughout my life, I, I think I've just subconsciously been kind of like creating like my dream character. Like if That's I could cool. write like, a graphic novel, if I could write my own comic book, this is who I would want to star in it. And I just, yeah, I think Louisiana is me like completely free. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people want to be Louisiana. I think you created, like, <laughs> the coolest character. I mean, yeah, it's so, I mean, I'm every everything that you produce, I'm just like, that is perfect. It's so cool. And just, um, yeah, I guess I have, like, a place where I'm, I want to be characters and I want to do things and, like, um, all of that stuff. But it's just, I'm too shy. So I'm, like, just want to learn from you but did did you like how did you did someone teach you how to like put on makeup and all of that stuff or how did that so how i got into drag was so um my husband now but then we were dating did drag i did not when we met and so i would go to like uh his drag shows and eventually like my friends just became drag queens. So I literally fell into drag just because I'm like, I want to do something fun with my friends. Can I? Yeah. And, and my, uh, my husband was like, um, but you've never been on stage. And I'm like, I know, but I think you'll be fun. And <laughs> I kind of went into it just like, I just like held my breath and dived. Yeah. And, that my very first performance and probably months of performances after that, I realized I really 
I wasn't naturally comfortable on stage. Yeah. Because I think I was still, I was really trying to make things perfect. Yeah. And I was so worried about not messing up that when I learned to kind of let the energy of the stage just kind of really just like freedom, when I let down all of my walls, what I thought I should be doing instead of doing what I feel, um, when I let down those walls, like I enjoyed being on stage, but I'm a Capricorn firstborn child. So I'm very <laughs> like, I like to have things like, and my whole <laughs> journey in life has been about taking away those boxes. Yeah. So I'm the same thing. I'm a, I'm a Virgo. And so I, I like very strict, like rules that don't exist in society that, yeah, I just like I'm slowly just like get rid of that box, get rid of that wall. Like it's not serving you. You're acting crazy. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. I think that's the greatest gift we can give ourselves. Yeah. Um uh anyone, uh especially creative people is just like don't be afraid to like just have fun. Just like yeah. let go of of what you think you should be doing and do what you feel. Yeah, it's so hard to learn that i mean the the journey of learning is forever but it's so hard because you're like you went to school for it so for art and so you're taught to do this thing that's a natural thing and then you just kind of like become robotic and i i had the same thing like when i started playing i hated it because i was just thinking i was just not experiencing and the best part of it is the energy from everyone giving each other energy and like now if I, I think a good show is a show where like I'm not there, where it's just like it just happened and it's like I'm totally out of body experience. And then like the worst shows are the ones where I was just in my head the whole time, like, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I, tot- I totally agree. The best the best performances are the ones that feel like it lasted like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. And I can tell when it's going to be a- an off night is when like that kind of transfer of like mind to heart kind yeah. of does happen. And I'm totally. more, stuck, I'm more stuck in my head. And that always ends up like for me, I walk away and I'm like, and eh, that was okay. Yeah. Um, um, do you, do you smoke weed or uh, before yes. you, you do? And, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So um, I have very few vices in life, pretty much smoking weed. I want, I don't drink. Uh, and uh, my body never like got along well with alcohol. But when I started smoking weed, I think that, that in addition to kind of like meditating and really kind of actively trying to like, just for lack of a better word, like free myself, just like kind of like remove any like walls and berries in my life. We definitely helped take me out of my, my normally very analytical and a thousand thoughts a second mind. And I was able to get to a place where I was like, Oh, like I feel like I have some breathing room in my mind. And so that really, yeah. So it does help facilitate a kind of like, ease like even on stage yeah even on stage wow. i That's will amazing. <laughs> i don't think i don't think i uh th- there's 
there's few instances where I've not smoked before going on stage, but uh, I've also learned a balance. There's been shows where I smoked a little too much and I'm yeah. like, whoa, what am I doing? Yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I definitely, um, and also like a lot of my friends smoke as well. So for us, it's kind of like a little social thing before yeah. the show. And we kind of like, everyone gets in that very kind of like relaxed, like fun. Yeah, like me, a ritual. Like, yeah yeah exactly it goes all back to like witches like <laughs> communal like ritual and togetherness yeah. because um i'm very close with my um like local drag community even yeah. though i travel a lot but um i still do a lot of shows with my friends here and for me like the creative arts yeah like to some extent you know it's our job and it's like it sustains us but also it's like it's got to be fun yeah yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that that's hard, though, to remember, particularly if you're like on the road all the time. It's just like it's hard it to still not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Or it's just it's you're, I feel like for me on tour, like I'm so focused on maintaining health. Like, yeah. it's just like I don't allow myself even like an inch extra of fun because I'm like, you're going to get sick. Like, you know, and it's like it's so hard to get sick on the road, too. It's yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I remember my first time um, in January of 2020, I was able to do my first like like real like rock vein, like like bus. Like I had my own little cot and it was um uh, a few of the performers from different seasons of Dragula. Oh, and cool. <laughs> we, we did an entire UK and European tour. Wow, that's yeah, so fun. On tour bus. And it really was, it felt like, oh, wow, this is must be what it's like to be like in a, in a rock band or a band because we <laughs> have like our little cots. But it's so hard because that the first night the bus moved. And we like drove overnight and I'm laying like in my little coffin and yeah. like we hit like a bump and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, totally. That's so funny. That's something people don't realize is like, I mean, everyone drives in cars or is in cars, but I don't think people understand like being on the highway for eight hours a day, like it rattles you like a lot and it's loud. It's never quiet. It's always no. loud. And like, yeah, it is just like you're entire life is in the driver's hands and you're just always driving and moving. And it's like, it has to do something, you know, we're made up of water. Like it has to do something to your body to be moving for like 60 miles an hour, eight hours a day. And then like all of a sudden just get dropped off at home. And you're just like, I feel right. like it's so hard to adjust, you know, it took me forever to get like, uh, when I got back, like used to like not being on the bus because it's very true. It's like you constantly have this movement and vibration as well as constant noise. So yeah. there's no, like real stillness on the bus. And after a while you wonder, you're like, why do I feel so just like cranky? Like why do I feel so grumpy. And then I'm like, Okay, because we've been driving for 13 hours from like Amsterdam to Paris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's, your sleep isn't real. Like nothing is the same as, as it is at home. Um, obviously, but it's, you know, it's so much fun. But it is, it's so hard on your body, like everything and performing every night and eating different food. And I mean, it's wonderful, obviously, the dream. Yeah. Like, it is really, I think just people don't understand how, because they're like, well, you just play like a show. It's, you're only working like 
a couple hours a night and it's like yeah kind of but (laughs) yeah it's like it's work i'm around these people 24 hours a day i have no time alone except in the shower like right everyone, everyone else is cranky at times everyone's hungry at different times everybody like misses their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is it's like it's not just you like <laughs> right it's, it's you know it, it definitely is like you said it's the dream and it's like i'm living the dream but i also like to import people you know because as much as i tell people like you know you never give up on your dreams no matter where you are in life or how old you are or anything never because to me that is what that's what keeps you alive it keeps your heart beating by yeah dreams and uh but i also like to impart you know i guess because i'm a capricorn that you know it it does take work you know you you have to you have to work hard at keeping those dreams going but if you're working hard for your dreams a lot of times it doesn't feel like work because you're yeah. doing love but there is work to it for yeah sure. totally that's that's such a good point because i think it is a lot about like how you perceive what work is because when you're having fun you're just like it's not work like Um, and yeah, when you're playing or when you're on tour and it's funny, you get paid for like the fun part and not for like all of the other work, which I think is pretty annoying. I know. I know. I agree. agree. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I work, this band is kind of a full-time job every day, all day. And like, but you just want to pay me for shows. It's like, Oh, how about I'll pay you to let me play. And then you just pay me for every other day. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's all the stuff surrounding the like our show or what have you that yeah. is like that feels like work it's, it it's, is work because <laughs> yeah, i know like for us it would be we would arrive in a new city at like 2 p.m and then we would have to we would have one hour from 2 to 3 3 p.m unload the bus Get into the venue. For example, when we were in Ireland. Oh my God, you got to go to Ireland? Yeah, I performed in Dublin. That's so cool. I've never been there because what's funny, I didn't even realize that it's like, and this is so embarrassing, I didn't realize it was its own island. And I was like, every time we went to Europe, I'm like, why aren't we going to Ireland? And they're like, you know, it's not attached to the rest of the UK. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, we we had to take a ferry. Cool. Yeah. Tell me, tell me everything. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we get to, uh, we get to Dublin and it's like, arrive at two, you have an hour break and then you start loading in at three. And then that's when like the adventure really begins. Like <laughs> when we got to Ireland, they showed us the dressing facility and it is freezing. We are in the UK oh, and yeah. Europe in January. Yeah. 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 Like, I am cold. We we go into the dressing room and they had one like space heater for like eight drag queens. And it was like a brick like room that had like bleachers all along the side, but the roof was actually raised. So this much space was like exposed to outside. So pigeons were flying in and shitting on all of our stuff as we're trying to like put on makeup and get into drag. And I was like, that's the work part. That's yeah, the work totally. Part. That's so funny. Yeah, that, we we were in Europe in February, like our first tour uh, in Europe. And I guess like because of all the wars, a lot of the places we played were like um, underground, like caves kind of. And uh-huh. uh, 
they it would just be freezing and we'd be like getting like naked like just like shaking in like a place that you know had rock and roll shows in this whatever their war time was and just being like down there like freezing cold and like yeah there's no there's no mirrors there's no anything no. like like do i look okay <laughs> like, well, I, I remember my, we would do like meet and greet first for like an oh, hour cool. then we would change looks and then we would perform the show my meet and greet for the entire tour because not thinking we would be in Europe in January and it's cold. Um, I had someone design an entire dress just made of clear plastic straps. Wow. Had little blood drops hanging from it made out of like 3D material. And just a in a corset. And I was going to these meet and greets in high heels, a corset and a G-string, like practically nude and just shaking and all the rest of uh uh, my drag uh, family was like, girl, are you cold? Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a little cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. It's, that's so cool though that you got to go to Ireland. That's really special. Like usually you don't get to go there on tour. I, I felt really fortunate we got to go. We got to hit, um, I, it was like seven places in a week and a half. So we did Amsterdam, Berlin, yeah. uh, uh, Dublin, London, Manchester, Paris, uh, and I am forgetting one. But yeah, we got to some really cool places. That's so cool. Um, have you? Was that your first time in Europe? For, that was my first time in Europe. I had been to the. I did a burlesque performance in uh, the UK uh, the August prior. Oh, cool! Uh, but it was my first time like doing like a tour situation. Yeah overseas that's so cool do you like it there or i know it's different everywhere but did you like it a lot i loved it i yeah. loved it. um it's funny like before i left for tour all of my friends were like you're gonna love that was the other place berlin they're like yeah. you're love berlin you're gonna love it love it and a lot of the places we only got to explore for like a couple of hours. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's the other thing. It's like, oh, yeah, we get to go to Europe. And it's like, yeah, the dressing room and like the concert hall. You get to see it <laughs> but, through the window. Yeah. And maybe have a bite to eat at a cafe and that's it. Yeah. Um, we had days off in Glasgow. Oh, cool. I love that place. I loved it did so you, much. Did you guys go to the... Um, What's it called? The Necropolis? Oh, one, uh, Landon Sider, who won uh, my season of Dragula, actually went. Oh, okay. Uh, the time frame was like we had to leave. If we wanted to go, we would have to leave at like 6 a.m. And I yeah, was like, yeah. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, no, totally. We usually don't like go on adventures just because you're just so tired. But that was one place we went. And you got to go there when you go back. It's just I like. Will. It's, I mean, I get you're from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're used to cool graves. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, we, I wasn't that used to it. So I was like, this is the coolest graveyard I've ever been to. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and it's like on top of the hill, like at the city, which is weird. So it's like the whole city looks up at it. Just uh-huh. like, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> where, where would be your dream place to play? Hmm, whoa, cool question. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I want to play in Japan really bad. Um, yeah, you too. <laughs> that's, that's as you can. I am. a. I love Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. I saw your video. That was so cool. 
Um, no, I want to perform in Japan so bad. That's your, we should perform there together. Oh, I would love that. Yay. We should do a, a Japan tour. Um, I would love that. Which is, that's my biggest dream. I was like, yeah, that's like one thing I'm 100% going to do. We should do it together. It's going to happen. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like once I do that, I can... Like, I want to go to Australia because I want to hug the koala, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I love has, that. Yeah, everyone has that picture, and I'm like, you haven't really made it as a band unless you have the, like, hugging koala photo. The infamous hugging koala. Yeah, even with drag, uh, drag performers, like... Everybody uh, has it. <laughs> some of my friends have been able to perform in Australia, and they get the koala, and I'm just like, I just want to hold it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you have a record coming out. Um, and you, I, for some reason, I can't remember the name of the single, uh, yeah, the name of the single, it was released last October. It's called whip crack. Okay. Yeah. So I have to tell you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but so I'm, I have like a weird relationship with music where, um, I just listen to one song for like a month until like, uh, I just, I, I need it so bad that I that's all I listen to. And that song was like last month, like, or I can't tell time anymore, but it was like, yeah. I, I walk the dog every morning for like an hour and like, um, and I was, that was like my song. It was just like a hundred percent. I listened to it like over and over again on the walk and it made my life so much more fun. And like, actually it was like three months ago. Cause it introduced me to a whole new part of my life that I really like, which is like, I could never exercise before really uh -huh. like, you know, like jog or do, do things like that. I just didn't, I was like, why do, would you do this? It doesn't feel good. Um, yeah. cause I always tried to do it like later in the day, like around four. And I was like, Oh God, I hate this. And then all of a sudden I like, it's weird that your song came out so long ago. I don't, I feel like it came out the same time as our record, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, maybe it was like three months ago. I was just like, I'm going to listen to that song and try and jog. And I did that and it made it like so much fun actually okay. to like, it just like, cause it was like, what's around the corner, what's around the corner. And then that led me like, it was like your song for a month, which like, I just love it so much. And then it would be like, thank you. Thank you. And then I'd be like Danny Elfman or like John Carpenter. So now my new thing I do is like run while listening to like kind of spooky soundtracks. And it's oh, like, I love that's so awesome. Yeah. And it's so fun. Cause it's like, you know, just like, I just didn't, I couldn't do it listening to words, music with words or like podcasts or it just was too, not fun, but I felt like I find like spooky music is the most fun to like jog around. Like you look at people, you could pretend they're like, you know, zombies or whatever. It's yeah. just so, so cool. So thank you for your cool song. Oh, um, you're so welcome. Yeah. I, um, first of all, I'm the exact same. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I like, <laughs> I will play it and play it and play it and play it usually for weeks. Yeah. I either a like per, do a performance to it or yeah. something. And then I'm like, okay, now on to the next song, but yeah. I'm very much like, oh, I'll, that's, I'll, I'll that's play cool. a song to death. That's cool. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, because I've definitely done it with Death Valley Girls song. No. And, yeah, and that's uh, so cool. But that's how I'm, I I I very much get like my current one. I guess my latest one was uh, Bjork's Future Forever off cool. of Utopia. Yeah, so, like I made a video to it a couple of nights ago, and so I was like, I have to like it'll just it'll be the soundtrack to my life for weeks, and then I'll yeah. do. It. but i love um soundtracks are great for exercising because again it's almost kind of like that meditative you don't have a vocal to kind yeah. of listen it's, to yeah i just never thought about it before and it was like yeah i just really thank you for like introducing me to that concept because it really it takes away yeah it is like meditating it takes away all the thoughts and it it's just like you're breathing and like your heart beating and then like yeah, it's it's magical. Like I can't believe I'm the kind of person that like likes to get my heart going in the morning. <laughs> it's, like, it's so like opposite of the way my whole life has been. Um, but I wanted to ask you about um, first of all the theremin, coolest instrument. Like, how did you get into that? Tell me everything about that. <laughs> yeah, I um well my first I play a, a bunch of different instruments kind of like to varying degrees of like uh, success yeah. but um, one thing uh, one instrument that I played quite a bit uh, and I've done it live once but um, I play musical saw oh cool yeah yeah and and I love it and then the first time I heard theremin which I want to say I'd probably heard it bunch a bunch as a kid but the first time I really like recognize like oh what's that sound yeah watching uh ed wood oh yeah and cool. the great soundtrack with all the theremin in it yeah and, and so i discovered clara rockmore who is a amazing thereminist and then i eventually discovered who i consider the greatest like living thereminist right now and that's armon Ra. okay lives in los angeles um yeah. Armin Ra was a uh, like an infamous, like famous New York City drag performer club kid. And in an interview um, was asked, what are you going to do next? And Armin said, I'm going to master the theremin and travel the world. And Armin never even touched a theremin. <laughs> yeah. Armin just said it and yeah. literally became like, there's a great documentary called when my sorrow died. Oh, cool. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Need, it's a I great documentary my- about Armin Ra. Cool. But, but yeah, I loved the sound of, uh, the, of musical saw. And someone was like, yeah, the musical saw is just like an acoustic, uh, theremin. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let me give it a go. And so I bought one and, you know, I remember like taking it like right out the box and like playing it because I understood the concept, you know, the left hand is volume, the right hand is pitch. Your body is what connects the current, which I thought was also so awesome. Yeah. Wasn't until I bought pedals for the theremin that I was like, Oh, now this is just like an amazing, like noise machine. Yeah. I, um, when I play it, I kind of treat it as like the voice. That's yeah. why. That's why on uh, the EP, which will come out later in the year, oh cool! Uh, th- there wait. will be vocals on like a couple of songs, but I mostly use the theremin as as my voice. That's so cool. Are you singing on it? 
Uh, there'll be a couple of songs with my okay. vocals on it cool. as well. But um, what the, the plan is currently is to continuously releasing singles. Yeah, and, that's uh, the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna release five, uh, four to five singles with accompanying cool. music videos, and then at the end, it'll be released as an EP, and it'll be called Rituals. The EP. Wow! Is called- Congratulations, that's a great name. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's so cool. So, did it take? a while to like master it or as much as one yeah it, it, it basically like i feel i'm gonna have like a long journey with a theremin because i don't it's kind of like playing a wild horse it's yeah. like <laughs> you really you know they're very temperamental um every time you move it or cut it or like turn it off and turn it back on you have to do you have to recalibrate it oh wow um, yeah because you have to calibrate it to where when your hands are off of it it doesn't make a continuous noise like you okay. should be able to drop your hands and it's silent so you have to like calibrate it and sometimes like some pedals will work with it some pedals won't some amps work with it some amps don't. yeah what what pedals do you like to use with it oh my god let me give me one second i'm gonna grab it real please quick. i can't wait <laughs> so i have this really great pedal. It is by Donner, uh, Donner Mini Effect Chain, and it's. I had never heard of this <laughs> this line before, but it's Alpha FX, and it's just reverb, delay, and a modulator. But Ooh. it's super tiny. It's cute too, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's super super <laughs> cute. Um, very very easy to use, but. I can make the theremin sound like a whale with this. And, wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's my one pedal I use. Uh, I originally wanted to add distortion because I wanted like huge walls of sound from the theremin. But um, sometimes the theremin does not like distortion and okay. it sounds really good. Yeah. Um, but I like to use lots of delays and reverbs on yeah. it. Yeah. That's uh, so cool. Thank you. Yeah. But, I've never even seen a theremin, honestly, in real life. Like, I don't think so. That's when I saw when I when you first posted about that, I was like, oh, my God, that's the yeah. coolest thing ever. Like how you play a saw. Is it kind of a similar like it's feeling? The, the way I kind of like, I guess for me, Thurman was a little bit easy because like with a musical saw, like you have the end of it here and you're having to rise, you know, yeah. Well, the pitch, like it's a two handed thing. So to me going from like this, right. Like this wasn't yeah. that well. And you know, it's, it, it helps if you have like a, a decent pitch, like natural, you know, cause yeah. I don't, I can't read music or anything like that. I just play by ear. Yeah. So, so for me, it was like, okay, yeah, just like, okay, that sounds right. And yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Thank that's you. Such a good match. Also, it's like, I mean, it's such a good match for you, you know, like the sound, like I feel like my guitar isn't exactly like when it's not perfectly the perfect tone. I'm like, this isn't me. I don't, yeah. you know, but like, yeah, the theremin, it, it seems like you, I, although I don't know you. but it, I, I love it. Like it. I, I think it's elegant and yeah. it's spooky. It's a little bit kitschy, which I enjoy, yeah. but, but it also can be very moving as well yeah. because, um, when it's played by itself with no accompaniment to me, it sounds very much, it's very an operatic voice. Yeah. 
And I feel like uh, it, it has the the capacity to really move. Yeah. Uh, so I love like all these kind of like different natures of the instrument. And, um, and I forgot one part of the story. Uh, oh, tell me. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, I played theremin uh, live uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago was my first introduction to the instrument. Uh, I had knew I had wanted to play it. I knew I wanted one. So there's a great venue here in Austin called the Mohawk. Yeah. I love the Mohawk. I love the Mohawk. So <laughs> I do an annual show called Butch Queen. Yeah. Well, one year it was sponsored by Sound on Sound uh, and Margin Walker uh, and they and the Mohawk. I did it at the Mohawk and I was the first drag queen to ever step foot and play. Oh, wow. On, on the Mohawk stage. And That's I, so cool. And so strange that it was... So yeah, recent. I was I was the first, I was the first one, and I played <laughs> theremin to Black Sabbath's War Pigs. Oh my god, that like, is so cool! In front of <laughs> seven hundred people at Mohawk, wow. and that was my first introduction to the theremin. One practice, and then performing it live in front of seven hundred people. That's amazing. Were you like? Um, very nervous. Yeah, okay. Is is it a different feeling of nervous than before? Like, do you get nervous before you perform? I, I don't get nervous. I get what I call like um like the performance butterflies. Like I'm just ready to get on stage and like do it. Yeah. Um, uh the only time I would ever get maybe like a little anxious or nervous is if they're uh are like props or things involved in a number. Yeah, totally. Oh my and, god. Yeah, yeah, and I have to hit timing or something like that, but just performing, I get more like excited to go out. That's so cool. Me t- I feel like that's me too. Is I don't really it's I don't get nervous, but I, yeah, I get excited. I'm like, let's do this. But oh yeah, so I don't know too much about <laughs> like TV or competition shows, but um was like it was that different perform like that seems like that would be very nerve-wracking <laughs> that, well i'll put it this way and <laughs> it's like dragula for me was like it taught me a lot about myself and a lot about how far i can push myself mentally and physically because for those who don't like know a lot about these drag competition shows, you know, I can only speak for myself, but what it entails is basically um, you film for six weeks uh, out in California uh, on very little to no sleep. You're shooting 12 to 16 hour days. Wow. The days that you are in drag, you are consistently in drag. You're not allowed to get out. Uh, so days where I would be corseted to like a 24 inch waist, oh my God. Or something, we would be in them all day. So it's physically rough. It's mentally rough because, you know, y- your drag is so personal to you and you're competing with other artists who become friends and family. Yeah. And they feel very personal about their art. And so it's like, for me, it really made me question like, what I feel, my feelings about competition. Yeah. Feelings about art and competition. And 
Like I said, it was something I'm glad I did because it definitely, I feel it made me, um, it gave me strength in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and it also like made me realize, oh, wow. Because, you know, during the duration of the show, I had to staple gun my leg. Um, I had a 16 gauge needle pierced through my thumb, yeah. um, uh, up all hours of the night, sleeping yeah. like an hour and 45 minutes a night between sh like shoots. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was really tough, but like, I, I feel like I got to show that, uh, you can like really be yourself. Yeah. And also be kind and a caring person uh and and like still do great i made like top four yeah it must feel pretty good to be like fan favorite that's what i mean that's how i feel about you <laughs> like, yeah, well thank you yeah I, I, I feel i got to show um another side of of drag uh, as someone who entered drag very late i didn't start drag until i was 36 um that's and, so cool yeah. And I'm just a big believer in like, you know, what is time? What yeah. is age? <laughs> like as far as dreams go, yeah. there's no age limit on a dream. There's no time limit on a dream. And it's like some people blossom later than others. And I feel that when things come up in your life at certain times, it's like, it's there for a reason. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, as a, how old was I when I did Dragula? Oh, I think I was like 42, 43. Um, and everyone else was like, they were all, most of the contestants were in their very young twenties, but they said, they're like, oh my God, they're like, girl, you're the oldest one here. And you're the one who can do all of the splits. And like, <laughs> like, you know, there's one episode, it was called vampire queen and we all had to do burlesque numbers and they show one shot of me with my shoulders on the on the floor and my entire body is raised up and my legs are in a v <laughs> yeah. they were like we cannot believe it but but yeah it was fun like i got to show my drag i felt i got i remained very authentic to myself as a person uh yeah i, I didn't have to play a role i i went to like have fun and and challenge myself and i did but that's so cool. I mean, it must, there must be no feeling greater than like getting to do, you know, like the beginning of it and like when you, what's it called, uh, made the cut or what is yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. What was that like? Or how, how, like, did you audition or what was, what? I, I was shocked when I got the phone call and they were like, <laughs> we would love to have you on the show. And like, I cried. Oh. Uh, and because it was one of those things where, you know, especially, um, you know, I, I look a little bit younger than my age. So that that works in my favor. Yeah. But, you know, there's not especially, you know, with drag, it's something that's very um, we're talking a lot of times about like physical beauty. And it's a lot of times it can be very surface. And, you know, that's something that, you know, you just have to kind of understand going into the art yeah. form um it's also and, super competitive i think it's yeah it's super competitive you know there's like thousands of drag performers per like slot per experience you know and everyone wants wants their break and i kind of went into drag very kind of blindly and 
just like when opportunities came up, I just, I learned to say yes. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I, I feel like say yes to everything and yeah. keep yourself open. And if things don't feel right with you throughout, remember you can always, you can say no, you can always pump the brakes on things. And I just decided to say yes and go for it. That's awesome. Are you like a little bit competitive with your husband or is it? I actually, so uh, my husband is my favorite, like one of my favorite drag performers oh. ever. So it's like, I don't know. I feel we have a very healthy sense of ego. We both know that we love the different types of drag that we do and we know that we're good at it. Yeah. So for me, I'm kind of like, I like to applaud his, his successes. Yeah. And he definitely supports me. You know, he was there in drag with me at the premiere in Los Angeles oh. and rooting for me. And like, yeah. me when we watched the premiere together at the globe theater, like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. He, <laughs> he has been there with me the entire step of the way. And, uh, and we're both just supportive. Uh, we, we do tease each other uh, here and there to make <laughs> each other laugh. And yeah. uh, there is some definite, definite, like, playful poking at each other. So I think that's good. Um, yeah. That's super cool. And I, just one question that doesn't matter at all, but I'm curious. Yeah. is like, for reality or competition TV, is there, like, always cameras on you? So basically it's like, it's, it's very similar for like every drag competition show is that like the budget, I think for, to have like a camera crew, like operational for 24 hours a day is so astronomical. Oh, okay. So, so basically what it would be is we would have like, like, these are your film days. This is what we expect this is what you can be prepared for in a very vague way okay. to never do what would happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and also we were like, you know, we will film you in, you know, like in this area in this day at this time. So we were all prepared like very vaguely where yeah. we were to be filmed and what was, and like our shoot days. But as far as like, this is what's going to happen. It was always a wild surprise. So oh my God, I can't. that's how the, I feel like that, you know, you get genuine reality is, you know, we're there. We have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. You must like the relationships you made in that situation. That's so special. Like yeah. you guys will be friends forever. Or yeah, enemies, and, I guess. Right. Well, well we, we, we joke. I, I can happily say that, like, I get along very well with, with everyone on, on cast. But I believe that. <laughs> we did say that uh, it's kind of funny that uh, it's a little bit like PTSD. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. and, and, like, that's how we, like, you know, it's, like, 13 people thrown into a situation that's, like, super intense none of us like is our first experience with it. So what either happens is you drop the bomb and everyone like explodes. <laughs> everyone huddles together like a cluster of right. kids. Yeah. And that's what we did. We that's really cool. just kind of like huddled in together. And, uh, you know, if they did want us to explode, uh, I'm sorry they cast the wrong person because I'm just a big mom. So oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's so cool. And I think that's that's 
that's so cool to be able to do that even in such a high stress like bizarre competitive world of just like I mean, I can't even imagine what that's like, but that's yeah, it's so cool. It's, what a great opportunity. It's and- like the way the way I look at with drag is like, and I, I guess the way I, why I approach it with like kindness is that at the end of the day, these are all just people who are being very vulnerable and and showcasing their art in an art form that can be very, very highly judgmental. Uh, and, and at times, as you know, like any industry can be not very kind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and so my thing is like, you know, I try to remember that there is a person underneath the wig and all the makeup that really just wants to express themselves on stage. That's cool. And so for me, it's like, I don't know. I just, I, I want to approach everyone and kind of like everything with like a sense of love and joy because, you know, I could be, you know, I could be do, doing something like else in life that I don't love. You know, I yeah. could be stuck like in a job because I have to be, you know, I, I'm really privileged and fortunate to get to do this as like, my living uh and so like i don't i also just don't want like any like negative like vibes like obviously you know life is tough and we all deal with hard things and things aren't like great all the time (laughs) but like (laughs) when it comes to my art like i always want to approach it with like like positivity and love and enjoyment that's so cool that's i i have to say that i moved to new york when i was like I 17 or whatever. And uh, so many scary things happened. And so I started hanging out with drag queens and like at gay bars and stuff. Cause it was like the only place that was safe seeming, you know, and like yeah, everyone was yeah. having fun and they were such like, they knew everything in the world and like, were so smart and advanced and cool. And like, you know, just um, cared about fun and enjoying yeah. life. And I just really, I thought that that was so cool and so safe and like, um, you know, just such a cool world that I really don't know much about, but I, and I think it's probably funny. Like they're probably like, who's this like little squirt just hanging out with us, like <laughs> using a fake ID to come into our show. But, uh, but, yeah. but no, like that's, that's not like, that's not an uncommon thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, it, it makes me feel great. that And that's what like, you know, drag spaces like lgbtqia spaces should be they should be a safe space for everyone and um and that's the other thing is like the outside world can be like so cold it's like i feel like our spaces where we gather you know it's like they should be like warm and fun and like you know everyone invited yeah yeah totally it felt i mean it it, for my experience it was that too and it was cool to like look up to these like glamorous people and just feel like a pipsqueak and but it felt felt safe and just like you know and it kind of I don't know it's just super cool and it is it is important to have that uh place to go be yourself and it's great how much everything's changing but I feel like back then uh it did seem like it you know it was still it's it's evolving I guess is yeah (laughs) well it's definitely getting so much more in the mainstream now and drag is like 
a lot of a lot more people just in in your day in the day-to-day world know what drag is now uh, and you know which is exciting um and, <laughs> and, and and also you know like like for me as as a drag performer and a drag persona uh you know i definitely get those comments you know like girls are like i'm gonna be you when i grow up or you know <laughs> yes. or like uh, you know you're like uh everything that I want to be. And That's so, so like, cool. while I don't feel that like, I have <laughs> to be a certain way for like my fan base, I do feel that like, you know, it's important that I showcase that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm an independent, uh, creative, strong person, uh, who still like chooses to like live their life, you know, with lots of love and, and being open and also being vulnerable, you know, as, as well. And being like, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know. like, uh, I don't know. Being like warm. With yeah. People. No, warm. totally. And, yeah. And conscientious and like, um, just aware of the fact that everyone has a different is coming from a different place and, just everyone needs love. And I, I appreciate yeah. that you give it to them. Uh, Cause that's my favorite kind of person. <laughs> I just appreciate someone that knows people need love and would rather give that than, um, than like coldness or, or be dismissive. It's like, yeah. there needs to be more people like you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. No, I just, I just feel it's like, I know I've gone through hard things in life and we all do. And it's like, you never know what a person goes through in life. You never know unless you're that person, you know, I'm yeah. sure I've experienced things that people would be like, Oh, wow. I never knew, you know, I would have never guessed that that, you know, you went through that too. And so I always have that in the back of my mind that like, you know, someone might have had, you know, an, a, a hurt that I, you know, I don't know. And so, yeah. and, and then also it's like, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's fun, like on stage to be like very vampy and kind of like a little cold or like, you know, it's yeah. one like in your act to yeah. be that way and to kind of like be fierce and all that. But um, I feel that people walk away with a stronger connection uh, with me uh, because of because of the warmth, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean all of my friends love you. Everybody loves you. And that, that really like is aside from you being the best dancer and the coolest looking person <laughs> is that like just kindness and, and, and I hate when people say realness, but or authentic. It's like, we're all real humans, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're just authentic. Nature is just, it's so cool. And I, I feel like, you know, it's, it is sort of unexpected. I don't know why, but it's like, it's just so cool. And I, I commend you and I thank you so much for you. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. That's my favorite compliment that people give me is they're like, Oh, before I met you, you looked like a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you opened your mouth and I was like, Oh, you're so nice. And That's yeah, so I, I I I, <laughs> I like giving people a, a a surprise of niceness that they may. Yeah, not exactly. That's my. That I also found like when I lived in New York, the scariest thing you could do is smile. Like pe nothing freaks people out more than like just being happy and kind. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Even if just for the spooky effect, like it's, <laughs> exactly. it's <pretty> nice. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, well, I want to say thank you so, so, so much. It was so fun to finally get to talk to you. Um, and uh, is there anything else you wanted to say or anything you want to tell everybody about? Um, just keep an eye out for more new music. Uh, I will be rec- we're kind of recording as we get inspired. Uh, so we, we have stuff already recorded, but we're kind of just going in when it like feels fun. Cool. Uh, so look out for more music. Um, I'll, I'll constantly be posting on my Instagram about shows and stuff, but, uh, yeah. And hopefully whenever, the world allows us to go out and venture once more. Uh, I can perform uh, in a city near you. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you, um, Bonnie. Thank you. I will keep in touch with you about everything. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to say uh, that it was like such a joy for me to be uh, to do the Death Valley Girls video. Oh I love God. y'all's music so 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 much. I was. Very much aware of y'all. Like, I don't- can't believe that. That is so crazy to me. Like, hold on. I okay. <laughs> I can't believe. So I do own Glow in the Dark. What? Set. Oh uh, my gosh! I bought it at End of an Ear, my favorite record store here. Oh wow! And uh, yes, I've been a fan. Uh, so whenever you <laughs> I can't believe asked me, I was very, very, very excited. That is so funny. I can't believe that. It, that makes me feel I'm going to like ride this feeling for like a week. That's just so I, cool. I'm going to do a cheerleader performance to I'm a man, too. Oh, so, please. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let you I'll let you know when that's going to happen. Yeah, you got to let me know. That is so cool. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, I'm so happy to get to know you thank you so much for this Uh, i'm happy to know you too bonnie and And stay super safe okay you too stay safe (laughs) and i hope you have a great rest of your week and send my hellos and love to everyone i actually messaged larry because i was a huge fan of midnight movies too. oh yeah okay cool yeah 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 i i like i'm a huge fan of larry's sister i was a whole cool like i saw like whole three times i saw them uh for a pretty on the inside tour through this like uh i i know like all the offshoots i i'm a huge 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 like indie music nerd and that's so cool i'm pretty i i think patty's a fan of yours you guys oh my god (laughs) yeah i think actually she might be doing a podcast i should ask her or our oh, Patty, I, she has a drag queen who loves her. So okay, like, I'll, like, I'll text her after this and just see. Um, I don't know what her podcast is about, but I'm sure I, she would love to have you. I, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm such a such a huge fan. It's like it literally. I geeked out like all day uh, after whenever y- I got, y'all asked, and I was like. Just so, so very excited. Oh, my God. That is so cool. I did not know that. I like, yeah, that- my, my music taste is very, and I think that's one of the things that, that has given me a little bit of success with drag is that uh, my rep- music repertoire is a little different than most yeah. people. But, like, I grew up a huge 4AD nerd and, like, had all of that on vinyl, and I was a big, like, uh, Kill Rock Stars and cool. K Records yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's lots so of, cool. Lots of fun indie music gets played in this house all the time. So. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, cool. Thank, 
Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Have a really good rest of the day, and I'll let you know when this comes out and such. Absolutely. Okay, I love you. Love you. you. Bye. 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 <laughs>